RPG for You and Me presents a special Patreon miniseries. Welcome to Silica Valley. The camera opens, looking down from one of the many rocky spires of the cobalt tier. The green-tinged mist hangs over the basin, making it look like a fog-filled pensive of death. The last gunshots ring out, reverberating but dying quickly in the foggy expanse as the gun turret on the back of your jeep slowly grinds to a halt, the barrels lightly smoking and one wounded ray bruiser leaning forward upon it as a crutch. Sia and Graji have dispatched two of the other thugs up by the other Gatling turret, aimed down at the expanse. Set has just pulled off some deft maneuvers with the jeep. Sia has slashed open the throat of the bandit leader Chikaro, who is currently unconscious and potentially bleeding out. And all falls silent. Set's gonna come to a stop as soon as he can, um, heading towards Chikaro. Stop near there and then hop up and into the back and try and treat the wound of Ray Bruiser that he sustained during the last battle. Sounds good. The healing check that you can make it is going to take 10 minutes per wound. He has one wound, so this will take 10 minutes uh, of downtime during which other things can also be happening. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and roll that with my medic kit that I pull out from underneath my passenger seat. You see Ray has a, a shaky hand clutched over uh, the front of his chest that you can see the bullet wounds, metal shrapnel of the shotgun pellets have burst forth. He's got a trickle of blood running from his mouth as he leans heavily on the Gatling gun and just okay. groans and whines in pain. My uh, healing dice blows up and I roll an 11 total. Nice! Success with a raise, you completely yeah. heal his wound. Yeah, so I pull the metagel out of the, the kit and I just plunge it into the various peppered holes from the shotgun blast where the, the shrapnel tore through underneath his armor and start plunging it in for it to expand and staunch the bleeding and push out any material that might be uh, foreign and embedded. You spray the metagel in there and maybe we watch as the foam expands and pushes out some of the remaining pellets and they just sort of fall out of his skin and onto the ground and he is able to breathe deeply a sigh of relief that is no longer bubbling at the corners of his mouth. And he looks up and gives you a thankful nod. Mm, thanks, Chief. Oh, that almost got me there. Oh, man, I'm glad we put that, that shield on your back. And as I <laughs> yeah. point and run my fingers across some of the larger dings from the shots that it saved him from. Oh, yeah, and um, this... You have no doubt that that saved Ray's life, and I think he also realizes that as well, 
and the the nature of the riot shield you can see a lot of uh cracks and spider webbing on the i don't know if it's hard polymer type material it's like very hardened plastic mm -hmm. uh not yeah. truly bulletproof but very bullet resistant so this thing almost looks like stained glass just with how many fractures there are but a job well done and he uh, looks up at you and he says is everybody else okay Let's go check, man. Um, then I hop out of the back of the Jeep and start walking towards where Sia is. Sia is crouched over this frog guy with his neck all slashed open. She's got a spare like rag from her backpack trying to just staunch the blood flow, but there's so much blood. She looks over to Set and says, I don't know what I'm doing. It's so soaping. <sighs> okay, let me let me see what I can do for him. <sighs> I mean, luckily he's you know he's Karnak. He's uh he's got a better chance than uh than you might in this situation. And I'm gonna go ahead and roll another healing check. Sounds good. Can I support? Because I've you been blooding, <laughs> stemming the blood flow. Uh, do you have a medical kit? Do either mm. one of you have medical supplies? I do yeah, not. So I have a first aid kit on my person. I keep a medical kit in the truck. And since I pulled the truck up close to them, I imagine after using the medical kit on, oh man, I would have gotten a, I would have gotten um, an uh, 11 plus two from the medical kit that I used on Ray. Uh, so oh my that gosh. would have been a 13 actually. So oh, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, he's doing pretty well. <laughs> he's uh, doing quite well. So I just rolled a four on the dice plus two from the medical kit. So a six for Chikara. All right, yeah, so uh, you can heal one of his wounds there. This one takes you about 30 minutes. The slash over his throat, it's just very ragged. I mean, even crazier with the talons of the trailblazers meant to inflict bleeding wounds. These are meant to be jagged and to just shred whatever flesh they tear into. So I think you got your first taste of the handicraft of Set's tribe showing its full fury in combat. Set, you uh, you give me your description of how you managed to patch him up enough that he's not going to die instantly. I'm not as careful as applying the uh, remaining metagel from the tube onto him because, one, I know he'll heal from this pretty quickly on his own. Two, I'm kind of mad at the guy. So smear it across the top of the, the, the whole area instead of applying it like to each individual wound side. I just kind of... And then wipe it all the way over his throat so it has like a smeared patch over it kind of like when you smear super glue over a surface where it's not as precision uh, applied but uh it, it does the job it was just like getting rid of the rest of what i had i think that's a pretty apt description too because that's essentially what the metagel is it's it's got a lot of antiseptic and it's meant to clean the wound out and make it more sanitary but ultimately it's also meant to hold it together so i think it really yeah. is just like a medical glue and it's really cool and then, like, I just smeared it across the top, and I just pushed my hand onto it real tight to, to staunch the bleeding underneath. As I'm looking at him, kind of with half-hearted eyes, as I, I'm gonna uh, look over my shoulder, and I'm talking about while he's like laying there, and then looking back at him. So, what are we gonna do with this guy? Uh, um, I, I don't know. What, what should we do? Garaji walks over. Kill him. He's a bandit. Yeah, I mean, that'd be quick and easy. Is that is that what we should do? I mean, if more... 
if more people keep coming coming down here and we don't stop stop him uh, but we don't know that more bandits aren't just gonna come and take his place do we no we don't bandits and, um, need leaders take away the leaders the cowards flee so you don't think there's anybody left to be a new leader uh set goes ahead and pulls his shotgun out and puts it to the belly of Chikaro. And I'm going to look at him say, why shouldn't I? I'll go ahead and slap him awake or what have you in order to see what's going on here. Yeah, it's fine. I don't, you're not going to have to make any kind of roll for that. You can yeah. certainly bring him to consciousness eventually. Mm-hmm. Do you, where do you have him set? Is he like against a tree or a rock or the Jeep? Well, or... we could drag him up and set him cinematically up against the uh, the wheel of the truck. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. See, so yeah, uh, Chikaro, he's um, a grimy, brown-yellow, mud-spattered, billed frog, Karnik. Mm-hmm. He always has a very hunched posture. He's got, like, no neck at all, large, bulbous black eyes with the same grimy-colored rim, and very spindly thin fingers uh, with very large, froggy tips. When he comes to, his eyes blink out of sync at first. And then uh, he realizes where he is, and he sees you standing over him with the shotgun pressed against his belly, and he offers a tongue-in-cheek smirk, but uh, winces in pain as he puts one of his hands over his gut, and he says, Oh, such a nice way to wake up. Yeah. You're lucky you did wake up, she says, trying to be braver than she seems. Hmm. Undoubtedly, yes. I can only imagine there's a reason I'm alive. What do you know about up there? Oh? As I uh, gesture my head slightly over towards the cliffside. He'll shift a little bit to try to make sure he knows for sure what you're gesturing at, but I think that's probably pretty implicit. What do you want to know? It's fun, Voyage. It's a boat. It's trapped up there. How do you get up there? I don't get up there. That's why I'm down here. Yeah, but it looks like somebody's tried. Oh, many people have tried, yes. That's you can climb, you can fly if you can fly. Most people can't fly, you see. They need to come here. So that's why we were here. We tried to fly. You know anyone who didn't make it up? Oh, well... The only one that I know went up but never came down was Lakmi. It's been some time since she left, you see. When he says that, I'm going to raise an eyebrow towards uh, Graji for a moment and then look back. Yeah, Graji just raises a shoulder. Chikara waits to see if you had any other accompanying questions as far as that's concerned. Just blinks at you. Who's Lakmi? Lakmi was our squad leader when we came here. He points to the wreckage of the helicopter. But she didn't like the way things were going. Or maybe we didn't do what she wanted us to do. So she decided to run away. What did she want to do? Well, when we started to run out of supplies, you know, the options, they get a bit scarce. So she had second thoughts. We're an acquisitions team. Acquisitions is what we know best. 
Did you see her go? I saw her go up, but not come down. Graji over here. He wants me to put you down. He says he's got very good reason for that. He's been helping us out. No. Oh, we were wondering what happened to you, Graji. We knew you hadn't left, of course. But you wanted to keep to yourself, so we let you. Doesn't seem like you fared any better. I don't think you could have caught him if you tried. He looks over to you, has that same froggy smirk, but doesn't say anything. Garaji also doesn't really engage at this point. He's indifferent. He's already told you what his opinion is, and he doesn't really have anything else to say unless you ask him. Chikaro. Hmm. We need a way up there. Oh, are you sure you want to go? Yeah, I'm sure. Why did your helicopter crash? Because we got too close without knowing what was here, I think. I wasn't piloting. I'm not much of a pilot. Do you think you could get a few Seracors back this way? I know a few of them ran off. I'm sure that I could, yes. It might be a little bit more painful now, but I can make do. He says, putting a hand to his patched throat. Is that the first time he notices it? He, when he woke up, he would have immediately been feeling at the wound because, you know, it happened pretty fast, but if you got, you know, slashed or stabbed and then fell unconscious and woke back up, that would presumably be the first thing you check, so... Yeah, yeah, just wondering. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's been maybe rubbing at it a little bit this whole time. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm, here's the deal. We're going to trade your life for what we need. We need to know how to get up there. And I want you to lead us, to guide us up the cliffside. You saw Lockme make it. So you're the, out of all of us, the best one to know how to make it up there. I'm very flattered by your assumption of my abilities. Which I'm happy to say is quite accurate. But there's no trick to it. You just need a way to go up. Points at uh, Sia. She can be fine. She can climb. I can certainly summon some of them for you. We don't really know how to... to ride these things, so... I'm gonna need to... I need to follow you up. Make sure that they, uh, they stay in control. And I'm gonna push the shotgun a little bit harder into his belly. Okay, that definitely feels like an intimidate to me. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't seem to have as a skill, so... I mean, you're definitely going to get a bonus here just because of the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. I think what we're going to have is I'm going to have my friend Ray here sit down here, make sure that we make it up that way, and that you don't try and lead us astray. You're going to have a bead on you, and uh, he'll give us cover fire if we need it. And you're going to take us up that cliffside. So I'm going to go ahead and roll. Uh... I mean, he, and he's so uh, take a plus two for your intimidate based on circumstance and your delivery here. So I rolled a two minus two on my d4, but my wild die blew up. Ooh, hot Ooh. dice, which is another two. So that's a six plus eight minus two, six plus a, yeah. So it's eight. That's a success with the raise. If it's an intimidate, it's a contested roll against him. 
You got an eight. He blew up his wild die uh, from a six into a one, which is a seven, but he still has two wounds. So he's at a minus two, which would make it a five. So that's a success, not quite a raise, but I think in this circumstance, it's definitely still going to get you what you were looking for. Yeah. Okay. So you push the shotgun in, you give it enough force that he inhales a little bit more sharply and you hear sort of like a whistling croak, maybe squeak out of uh, the remnants of his throat that are still being patched up. And he just kind of goes like, he says, oh, oh, yes. Uh, Well, you make a very compelling argument, of course. I I don't see. I'm certainly happy to to show you the way up. But I don't think there's anything to be gained from me leading you up there. That's if you're if you're going up already, you see. You surely you could lead me down here with good ray. Clearly no, I can't go no, anywhere by no. myself. And so injured, so frail. I just <coughs> don't know if you have any tricks up your sleeve. Oh, I don't even have any sleeves. Does he have sleeves? He's wearing the poncho. You know, oh, okay. He's got the Cavallus Ray cloak because you guys had traded the leather to them earlier for safe passage mm-hmm. and then they turned around and used it anyway. Sia would like to make a point of going over to him and unfastening that and taking the cloak back. Thank <laughs> you. I'll keep this. Oh, it was... It was new. I know. Yes, take it, I suppose. Where's the rest? There might be some shreds and stuff, but Dang. I think they used the majority of it. That was the trade as you guys gave that to him, but... Oh, there might be some scraps nearby, but I think that's the most of it. It'll do. Mm, yes. <laughs> Your face as you said that <laughs> felt like a banker denying a loan. <laughs> Just oh. like... Mm. I'm terribly sorry, but we won't be able to approve you this time. <laughs> Perhaps if you improve your credit score, we might be able to speak again in the future. I have a series of um, loans that you might be interested in that could facilitate such a... Min- I'm sorry, this has, gone, this has gone too far already. <laughs> it starts to sound more too sensible. It's like, oh, okay, I can manage with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, man, my credit score is bad. Smaller. What can I do? It's a very low interest rate of only 9%. Jeez. 9%? Oh, I mean, in this economy. <laughs> God, fuck. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Sorry for taking it in that direction. Chase gets a penny. Oh yeah, definitely get a penny for that. That was great. Sweet. <laughs> Coin purse pops up on top of the dash, blinking as, <laughs> as all this is going on. <laughs> the sword narrowly missed his dashboard box. Oh no. <laughs> but now we get a sword. Uh, yeah, you guys are certainly welcome to claim the helicopter blade as a as a trophy or weapon for use, if you so choose. It's a big two handed weapon, isn't it? Yeah, it's, oh, it's it is so a big. it is a great sword. Uh, so it has the same stats as the standard great sword in the in the book. I think it's strength plus d10 damage has two AP and minus one parry because of how big and unwieldy it is, Ooh. and because of how much damage it can dish out. This is the type of thing where, like, you guys could take that and then modify it yourselves. Like, if you wanted to pare it down and make just, you know, a more manageable longsword out of it, that's something you could do with, you know, some basic crafting knowledge. Or we can give it to Ray to hold on to. You could give it to Ray to hold on to. And hold it, he will. Like, now I've got a big hammer and a big sword. I can't really hold anything else, you guys. That's all I have room for. (laughs) Put it in the back of the truck. (laughs) It's better than a shield. 
We'll strap it to the roof rack like a set of skis. (laughs) (laughs) Chikaro, with your successful intimidation, reluctantly agrees to summoning the Saracorus. And I mean, he's at a point where he doesn't have any choice. Like he's he has no resources to try to escape from you guys. Basically, I've sentenced him to death by contest. Like if he can get to the better of the situation, it's the most behooving thing to him is try to make it up and survive. Uh, he is free. So. Well, you know, I survived a helicopter crash. I'm sure this would be fine, too. So uh, how'd that crash happen? What what hit you? Oh, whatever creature lives in the pillar. <laughs> oh, offhandedly. <laughs> well, you know, the, the helicopter got close to it and we were uh, getting off to examine the source of the quarry. And that's when it attacked us. It knocked us out of the air and we spiraled and smashed down, lost a few in the crash, lost most of our equipment, didn't have a way to contact out, you know, errant bandits still down here, hostile wildlife, you know, things like that. It's a dangerous place. Survival of the fittest and all of that. Well, let's see how fit we are. When you guys are uh, prepared and you have all of your affairs ready, He'll get up, take a few hobbling steps out into the clearing, and then uh, after a few faltering practice attempts, puffs out part of his expanding bullfrog throat. Maybe he keeps one hand of pressure on the the metagel glue to make sure nothing pops loose, and then makes a couple of croaking cries, and uh, within one to two minutes, several Saracors show up, so you guys are able to rope as many together as you need to. Probably two or three would be the most that show up. So he makes a a showing of and then the Saracor come out of the mist and walk over to him and he turns to you with a tilt of his head and says there, you you have your mounts. I'm good to my wood. Yep. Sia leans over to Set and whispers should, should we t- tie him up? Like, um, can he still stay on if he was bound up? I just don't want to get a knife in my back. So, uh, which one of these is uh, yours? They are all mine, I suppose. I'm the one who caught and trained them, you see. Was that hard? Well, for an average person, perhaps. I'm quite talented when it comes to animals. Let's get you set up over here, then. She sidles up to a Saracor um, and takes a sneaky DNA sample. Just a little, a little syringe, just whoop, whoop. You see its like back leg twitch like it wants to whack something behind it, but doesn't quite. She pats its haunch with a meaty swap swap. There, there. Sorry. I love your music. Big fan. I think all of its bleats and uh, noises it makes are certainly a little bit more lyrical, if only, like, more resonant, because uh, some of the air still escapes through its nose horn, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes Just, sense. Like, little little honks here and there. Does it have, like, a series of holes in the horn itself, or...? That's kind of how I was imagining. Um, obviously, they can't, they can't play their horn like a horn or like a flute, but... The horn might be coned? And then there might be fluted holes all the way up, and they have a soft tissue that like pinches, kind of like a blowhole, depending on the tone they're That's trying cool. to make. I think that makes the most sense. That's really cool. I yeah. was also thinking of, you know how when you make like a paper hat and it has the hole at the tip, if mm-hmm. it like loosens to widen the hole and then tightens to make it like more at the tip, 
Ooh, so they can sort of like, they have a malleable horn that can sort of shape. That's really cool. I like that. I like that uh, maybe it's just like cartilage sort of, so they can control their cartilage and reshape it, you know, on the fly. (laughs) Gross. Yeah. Uh, But maybe it's harder than normal too. But yeah, they're typically the horn looks more like broader antlers, like a, an elk as opposed to like a deer. You know, they're much wider and flatter. It's more blunted than sharp, just with the, the designs and the spirals. Is there a saddle on these things? No, they do not have any kind of formal saddles. Mm. You're just going to be hanging on. Okay. Unless you would like to try to construct some, which is something you could do. No. It'll just take a little bit of time. That sounds like it'd take longer than what we're trying to do to do Probably. this. Probably. I, uh, I just wanted to tie a rope around Chikaro, lanyard him to me with a, a substantial lead. You know, I don't know how big these uh, Saracors are, but, you know, enough to, like, one and a half lengths of a Saracor between me and him. Yeah. These things are like large horses. I mean, they're, they're pretty beefy. Yeah. I'm going to tie his legs underneath the belly of the Saracor he's on. From one ankle under the belly to the other ankle, so he can't just like hop off easily. Mm, okay, cool. And then I'm gonna bind his two front hands together at the wrist, so he can hold on with both of his hands, uh, maybe crossed, but um, he can't quickly use them to untie the knots that I've put behind his back. That's legitimate. So you're putting him in a position also, wanna... where he is not really able to free himself in any way. Yeah, he won't be able to just screw us. <laughs> so what we're going to do for that is I, I'm going to say he's going to start out bound. So he is bound to the yeah. Saracorus. He can do nothing except for try to break free from that. And the only way he's going to be able to break free if he doesn't have any kind of cutting implement, uh, he does not have a special Karnic Bite. That's not one of his background things. So he doesn't get any bonuses for trying to chew through it. It would just be a matter of him having to break them using his strength and he's he's pretty strong mm-hmm. so that's possible or slipping out of them but i'm not sure i think that would be athletics let me see here bound yeah typically the only thing you can do they can't move they're distracted and vulnerable as long as they're bound and they can't make physical actions other than trying to break free which is an action Breaking free from a web net or the entangle power is a strength at minus two or athletics minus any penalties noted for the entanglement. Uh, And they could try to break it, but he isn't going to be able to do that because he can't cut anything and he doesn't have any friends coming to help him. So, okay, I will make a note. All right. So uh, as you're tightening him up and fastening him to the Saracorus, he talks to you as you go about your business and he says, I suppose it's somewhat sporting of you to give me a bit of a chance here, even if you're sort of hanging me out to dry. You cinch one of the knots, and he says, Ooh, that's a bit tight. Rubs on the skin, you know. <laughs> well, he's an Axian? Oh, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely an Axian. He's, he's this thick membrane, just... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe squeaks a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna look at him, glare a little bit. I want to do another medicine roll on him to... Can I choose not to take any raises, only leaving him with one wound? So at this point, you have already made a healing roll on him uh, within the golden hour. So someone else would be able to attempt a healing roll. But uh, unless Set has like a special edge, which I think I think only exists in Rippers, Uh, not in like the normal setting. But Set would not be able to. But if Sia wanted to try or if you wanted Ray to make a shot or Raji or something. And Set can assist someone else with his healing. That's something you could do, too. Actually, I'm going to leave it with that. If uh, if Sia wants to go ahead and do it, she 
can, but I'm just going to get them secured and then move over and get on top of the Saracor that I, uh, that I've picked out for myself. Yeah, see, I'll try to heal him. Untrained. <laughs> Put him right back to three wounds. Uh, <laughs> be funny though if she just like sticks a needle in and was like here i hope this helps <laughs> uh i rolled a nine a nine do you have training no did you include your minus two i did okay so nine with all of your penalties and stuff it's just unskilled right I, yeah i guess it's okay yeah so i mean you roll a nine he's gonna heal two more wounds so he's gonna be back at full she's just like dabbing Iodine, like, uh, towelette. (laughs) Yeah, basically she just cleans him up like that. I think she's digging in a little more than she needs to with it because she doesn't appreciate the the sass he's putting out Mm -hmm. because she she was very conflicted about saving this guy's life because she almost killed him and now she's helping him. She doesn't know what's going on. And she turns to Graji and says, "Uh, what what happened to the other two up there? Did you tie them up? I don't hear screaming. He just sort of blinks at you and then slowly turns and looks back and says, Won't be a problem. Oh. Gotcha. gotcha. They're out. Just waves a hand. Okay. She smacks a band-aid onto one cut. <laughs> says, there you go. Is she going to talk to Chikara? But this might have been the first person she thought she killed. <laughs> I thought yeah. I killed you. She's, she's keeping that one inside where it can fester. <laughs> Yeah. Um, while you're patching yep. him up, though, he says, I, I can't say I understand why you're going through the motions here, but, um, it is kind of you to repair the damage you inflicted. No, you should try to fix stuff sometimes. Mm. Instead of just taking, 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 sometimes you give a little bit and maybe you'll get a bit back in return from goodwill. Sometimes you give so much that you don't have anything left. And then you have no way to go but up. He says, looking up the rocky spire. Oh, good. Well, that's where you're going, she says. And she pats his cheek and walks away. <laughs> She's had it with this guy. You say that, and as you're walking away, uh, maybe we get a shot over his shoulder as he hangs his head just a little bit and says, I am grateful for the chance I have here. But perhaps not everyone is worth it. Be careful. She turns around and looks at him, nibbling on her lip a little bit in thought, before she turns back to join up with Set. Ray, um, from down here, can you just, uh, man the turret, and if anything's get hairy, just, uh, give us some cover fire. Do what you can. Yeah, I mean, uh... <coughs> That was in in slash out of character. So <laughs> he says, spattering a little bit more blood and just <laughs> spits it out. And he says, "Yeah, I'm uh, pretty comfy down here. I can. I'll keep an eye out. I'll cover you guys if that's what you want. Be safe." Takes a long look at Sia. You too. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ray. I know. I promised I'd try and get you home. And I don't know if I should really do this, but it feels, I don't know. You've, you've looked after us. You've kept your word. And I go ahead and I reach in, I take the keys. It's like, if something happens to us or anything, we don't come back in too long. I throw the keys at him. Just 
get yourself home safely if you can. You see a note of confusion crawl into his expression as you begin to talk, and then he's very confused by the time you pull the keys out, and you toss it to him, and he catches it just on reflex, but his eyes are still on you, and he says, I I hope it doesn't come to that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. For for everything. I mean, for keeping me alive and... He sniffs a little bit and looks over to Chikaro and then down at himself and says, I'm glad glad I'm getting a better chance than he is. I look back at Chikaro, hating the position I'm in to try and get the best out of this situation for us. But, you know, looking at somebody who's a victim of circumstance as much as he is of uh, his own decisions. Yeah. No love lost there between me and him, let me tell you that much, but... Glad, uh, you didn't know how to get up this mountain. As I... It's a good solution. Makes sense. Better than putting him down like I did to your friend back there. Hmm. Well, it's how things are out here, right? You gotta be practical to survive. You gotta use resources you got. It's easy to lose your temper, too. Losing your temper is better than losing your life, but not if it leads to that. Yeah. Set's mind drifts to the to Keen, the first person he put down, and not entirely from a pragmatic point, but also from a place of anger uh, when he thought that uh, Sia had been killed. Yeah. Yeah, Set's going to head off back to the, the Saracor to... Get ready to mount up and continue on. We just see Chikaro, you know, completely bound to the Saracorus, his frog legs wrapped around its bulky midsection, his hands bound behind him as he's straddled on the back. Maybe they did have just very primitive saddles, something just made out of like twine or rope or maybe even plant fiber from something okay. down here. Yeah. There are uh, a lot of plants. That's just really a series of loops and strands, maybe uh, two little holds to put your feet into and something that goes around its midsection so that you can anchor yourself in place, but it's nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Because of the last conversation, C is thinking about this as she walks over to set and if he's already up on the Saracor. She looks up to him and says, I, We didn't really talk about this before, but I never said thank you for uh, killing a lady to save me. Because I didn't quite know how to say that, but I guess it's the, the, the more blunt way is probably the only way to say it. Um, thank you. Looks at her, holds her gaze for a moment, and then looks away a little bit. Just try not to die. <laughs> okay. I'll do my best. And she's going to stab him with a boost trait. <laughs> Riding. <laughs> if, if and I may. You may. Thematically just needs to be done. It takes a minute to do, but yeah. you could have done that in advance. That's fine. So let me just roll some psychology. Oh, fuck. Is that a crit fail? <laughs> it's a crit fail. Well, that's a shame. Oh, God. Well, fuck me, I guess. So you lose the power points. Are you going to lower my trade? I don't think that's how that works. So, yeah, she loses the power points and gets a level of fatigue. Well, 
But you can still try it again. Yeah. Because you're not in combat or anything. It's just that's the the price you pay. <laughs> one of them was still a one, but the other one's a five, so which makes it a four thanks to my photog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's how you say that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the England pronunciation. Yeah. Yes. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, so you can give him a consumable that he can choose to activate whenever he wants to. Mm-hmm. She gives him a little vial, and it is... What color do you think riding is? I just assume everything you make is blue. <laughs> Maybe it's blue. It's blue with some... But... <laughs> it's blue with, like, some some opalescent kind of bubbles in it. Sounds perfect. Nice. She's like, oh, that's new. And she hands it over to him. And it lasts uh, five rounds? Mm-hmm. Unless okay. she put extra points into it to be able to renew it at a later time. But uh, she didn't say she did beforehand. I did not say that, so it's all good. So we see the assembled party. Ray has repositioned the jeep back closer to the helicopter crash so that he can get a wider firing angle up. You can tell even from here that it's going to be a dicey proposition because you're going up into this thick fog, so it is going to heavily obscure his ability to hit anything, but he's ready to go. Squints a little bit into the fog. Oh, maybe I should cast Static Sense. You definitely can. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Is it a point per person, I think? It's for additional recipients. And uh, when you guys get up uh, into the column proper, it's going to have four points of obscurement penalties. So that would certainly help you. (laughs) Yes, it would help. I'm going to go ahead and roll. Cool. I'm going to use me. One, two, three, four. So this is going to be... Five power points total for all of us. Okay. I rolled a five, which is a success. And I think that lets them negate up to four points of illumination or obscurement penalties, right? Yes. Cool. Okay. So that will completely negate the penalty that is active in this area. Very nice idea. What does it look like uh, when you cast this for everybody? I just walk by everyone. And like when I was talking to him through this whole situation, like when I handed the keys over, I touched Ray's shoulder. He got that, that, and his like vision became like the hyper realistic. If he glanced upward, fog almost seems to clear out or like thin. And then like as he looks at each person, uh, they have like an iridescence of their own innate quarry in them that he, he can pick up. And then when I was talking to Sia, I reached out and put my hand on her shoulder when I said, don't die, please don't die. Uh, And then that happens. And then as I'm saddled up, maybe I I turn around and uh, call Graji over to me. We uh, hash out, okay, I'm going to be right behind Chikaro here. If you, uh, maybe you and Sia try and stay parallel to each other and just, just stay on, stay nimble with uh, Claxby. I reach over pat him on the shoulder and like hold it there for a second and then his vision maybe his eye see his eyes like kind of like dilate and expand and then come back to normal with like maybe an iridescent yellow to red fade shift of of uh cory uh around his iris that's very cool and he takes a look around and says mm, useful yeah it, it helps me when i use my tricks we all use our own tricks nods and approval i don't know if Graji actually saw me use my sand cloud yet so we'll see yeah (laughs) we sure will we see all of you guys saddling up set you are on a saracorus behind chikaro holding a a length of rope that is attached to him i think you said yeah it's tied to him and i have it tied around me and survival knife in one hand in case i have to cut it if anything starts going sideways cool okay and how much of a lead are you going to give chikaro how far ahead of you is he going to be 
basically a length and a half of the Seracor. So I guess if they take up a 10 inch square on a battle map, there would be 15 feet between me and him. So we're going to do this as a chase. I'll say he is two cards ahead of you then at inception. So chase track is by default nine cards long. So that's what we're going to do here. This is going to be a matter of if you guys make it to the ninth card, that is the end. So Fun Voyage is the very last card here. So it's partly a, a race of can you make it to the end versus, you know, if there are no more threats, if you fight through it or something like that, we'll see what happens. But otherwise, you have a, a clear goal that you can make it to. There's there's no uh, escape maneuver here. Okay. Chikaro is arranged ahead of you. We see Set holding the rope tether. Sia, you are just going to be running on your own, right? Yep. Okay. We see Graji mount up, slinging his leg over Claxby, who chitters a little bit. Cactus Scorpion clacking its mandibles together as a, he hoists it around using his homemade reins. And then uh, Ray getting ready in the back as well. And everyone waits for Set's go-ahead to commence. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with us. First up, I would love to say thank you to our gracious patrons. Thank you to Chase, Valentine, Ezra, Nakoda, Jackie, and Jade. Chase, especially this episode, because without Chase, Silica Valley would not exist. Thank you so much, Chase. Thank you also to Caleb Sunstead, Zach, Ben Hatton, Paxton, Gerald, Alex, Davriel, Ellis, and Zane. Thank y'all so much. Your support genuinely helps us make every new episode for you. It means so much. Our music this week was by Crockett and Marcus D. Crockett you can find at Crockett80s on Twitter and Crockett.bandcamp.com. Marcus D. you can find at Marcus D. on Twitter and at MarcusD.net. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find us at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. We'll see you in two weeks.